Matt Jolly hanging out here with you this morning on Neighbor to Neighbor. Glad to be here with you today, folks. Uh, listen, if you haven't already subscribed to the newsletter, go ahead and do that. Uh, you'll be glad that you did. You can just do that right there at georgiaradio.com uh, slash subscribe. We've been talking about uh, Georgia businesses uh, all month long. <laughs> did you get that? It's only, what is it today, December the 1st? Like It's like it's been a while. We started last week uh, trying to feature Georgia business owners uh, especially around Christmas time. And there have been so many that have sent in. Uh, I've got a list of over 100 now uh, that have come in. And we wanted to highlight a few of them. I saw this uh, particular business owner first on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. I believe his wife shared uh, some stuff that they were doing. And I thought, you know, this is just exactly what we're talking about. Uh, an artisan that is it is pursuing his life's work, uh, doing great things and making stuff beautiful. And I wanted to have this guy on. Chris Lance uh, is joining us now uh, from his uh, his home studio, I gather, up there in Mount Airy. Is that where you're, you're currently out, uh, Chris? Yes, sir, it is. Well, Chris Lance from Extreme Sculpting, we're going to put your uh, your website up and your, uh, your Facebook link uh, in the show story today on Neighbor to Neighbor. Glad you could join us. How did you get into this? Um, well, for me, it started back in 1989. A year before I was born, my dad and my two uncles, they used to be real bad and they used to party and they used to do drugs. And they started going to church in Melbourne, Florida. And they met a man there named Ted Travers. And Ted told them that he felt like he was being led by God to teach them how to chainsaw carve. So he taught them. And then I watched for 19 years. And in December the 5th of 2009, I left my house with a trash bag full of clothes a $20 bill and a pack of cigarettes. I moved to an abandoned flea market in Columbus, Georgia, and I slept there for a week and a half until finally I got a hold of a chainsaw. And then two weeks after that, I carved a bear that sold for 125 bucks. And since then I gave my life to Jesus too. And that's a, that's how you got into this. Well, that's a great story, Chris. I love it. And and your carvings, you know, I think this is something that I've always believed, and I, I think it's universal truth, is that, is that when you really focus on on truly creative and, and beautiful things, uh, that is from God, the ultimate creator. I mean, and I think your work exhibits that. I saw a bear that you carved, and I know there's a lot of people that carve bears, but I thought, you know, this thing looks lifelike. And you don't see that a lot with chainsaw carving. I mean, it's sort of crude. It's folk art. But this thing that you did, it, man, it looked lifelike. I was waiting for the thing to walk out of there. And I guess mm-hmm. there's two different styles of, of this, and I see it in your own artwork that you shared, uh, where there is something that is slightly more realistic uh, than the folk art stuff with the bear holding the sign and all that kind of stuff. Talk to me a little bit about that. I don't know. Maybe have you noticed that in your own work or is this just something I'm seeing? And am I crazy for thinking it? Um, well, over time, you know, as you get better and better at carving, you kind of want to like test yourself and see, you know, if you have what it takes to carve, you know, I don't know, nicer versions. I would say you don't get stuck in, I don't know, pretty much in the same routine. You know, you don't want to carve nothing but small bears all the time or like little bears, <laughs> right. eagles and owls. Yeah. It gets really, uh, it gets old fast. Yeah. Well, I, I can imagine. And the noise has got to just, I mean, do you go home at night and just think I just, I've got to like sit in a closet full of blankets over my head and just be quiet. Uh, how does that work for you? 
how do you deal with the the job hazards of chainsaw carving um well you know you, you normally wear hearing protection either earmuffs or earplugs or some people listen to music so it's a uh, I don't really think about the. You don't. I, I mean, the, cathartic the almost. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, yeah, you could wear chaps. A lot of people do wear chaps, and I do when I compete. But whenever I'm at the house, I just normally wear normal pants. So let's let's talk a little bit about this competition thing because this is a big part of chainsaw carving, and I don't think people realize that there are competitions uh, all across the country for this, really all over the world. But uh, tell me a little bit about that. Are you still competing today? Um. Well. No, not not today, I wouldn't say. But, I mean, I recently spent this whole year actually traveling, and I think I started competing back in uh, 2012. But, yeah, it's a, it's a big part of chainsaw carving. One of the cool things about competing is that you get to go and meet other artists, and some people are a lot better than you, and then as time progresses, you get better and better and learn more in-depth techniques on, you know, how to – I don't know. I guess you just hone your craft. I, that would be a better way to say that. I love it. And of course, you're available for commissionings. Uh, people can uh, call you up. Uh, we'll give you them the website, but uh, your phone number is plastered all over your Facebook page too. If they want to call you up, uh, you can do custom commissionings. Is that is that? I guess that's part of what you do. But then you also have stuff that's just for sale. Well, yeah, I'll, most of it is uh, commission work, really. You know, rarely do I have the opportunity to make an inventory anymore. You know, there's a lot of people and everybody is interested in all these different things. So people just call and uh, I try to take an order for it and uh, get you on the list. I think that's great. And of course, uh, when you when you hear the word commission, everybody, you know, they, they freak out a little bit and they think, oh, my God, I'll, I, I would never have the money to be able to commission an artist to do anything. Give give people uh, sort of some price ranges of what they're looking at uh, for a bear or for something that you would sell a lot of uh, that, that might uh, be a good gift this holiday season. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Uh, it really is much, as much as you don't like them. Those bears that hold signs, I mean, yeah. those are really popular. I love them. Popular. I love them. Don't uh, get yeah. me wrong on that. I love them. I think they're great. Yeah, I think they're great. But those are popular, and they sell well. What? What's a bear going for these days, Chris, if we wanted to order something um, from you? Mm, uh, probably, I mean, I, I really can't take many more Christmas orders as it is, but yeah. probably about 500, 500 bucks. So that's a good sometimes. budget to, to work with. If, you, if you've got that, you can get a bear or something else, and Chris will carve it up for you. You're not going to get it for Christmas. It's too late now, but, but listen, come January or February, you'll probably see the old bear showing up. So uh, give him a ring. I think that's great, Chris. Talk to me just a bit because this is so fascinating to a lot of people. Uh, the idea that you can you can sit out there and and just carve away. Did you did you ever think that this is what you would be doing for a living until until God kind of tapped you on the back of the head and said, "Hey, Chris, this is this is what you're going to do." What did what did you dream about doing when you were a boy, or was that even something you thought about? Well, I remember one time. When I was a kid, I was driving to school with my mom, and actually my dad was with me that time, or my stepdad. If it, but anyway, he, um, he hadn't been with us for quite some time, and my mom asked me what I wanted to be when I grow up, or maybe he did. 
and I said, I want to be a chainsaw carver, Dad, just really? like you. Uh, wow. Yeah, I did. Wow. That's amazing. So this is it. I mean, this is the dream, and here and here you are. I think that's a wonderful, wonderful story, and I appreciate you so much for sharing it. Uh, if folks want to get a hold of you, give them the website right now, so if they're listening on the podcast, they can hear it too. www.extremesculpting.com. There you go. Extremesculpting.com. Go take a look at it. Chris Lance, uh, everybody's been our guest this morning. Chris, thanks for going uh, the extra mile with us and coming on. I really appreciate it. It's great to hear your voice. And listen, I hope you have a, a blessed Christmas season and, and lots and lots of orders to help get you through the winter months because, you know, I, I know it slows off a little bit after Christmas some, but I, I hope this helps and I hope you enjoy yourself uh, this fine winter. And thanks for coming on, Chris. Been a pleasure. Hey, Merry Christmas. Thanks for having us. Merry Christmas. All right, right back to you. Thanks again. Chris Lance, everybody, from uh, Extreme Sculpting. You can find his website right there at extremesculpting.com. Good stuff there uh, from Chris. Well, I I talked earlier today. I talked earlier to Brother Wade, and I told I wanted to have him on here this morning. He's driving. We'll see if we can raise him uh, up on, on his phone. Let's just see if he even answers. He was out. He was out going down the road somewhere. I don't know. Wade, where are you today? I'm busting Highway 80 wide open through the middle of glorious states for a Georgia. Well, there you go. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're on. Hey, listen, that was a fun show last night. Uh, talking, talking to Miss Connie. She's a singer uh, and a piano player uh, and a lawyer and a hardworking girl from down there in South Georgia, where she was uh, working at the Can Company, which, right. like so many things in in South Georgia, the name is deceiving. It's, right. It says it's a can company, but they're actually, I thought they were in the turpentine business. No, 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 they're not. They're, they're in the, they're in the, well, they're in the, uh, the paper business. Yes. Conan Can was, uh, yeah, they were pulp, uh, and, and fiber, uh, and business. Yep. So why did they call it a can company? Cause I mean, it was, it was a can, I think that it was a can company, a container company. It made cans and other containers and it got in after pine. Uh, after Dr. Hurdy developed in the 30s the pine footwood process, making footwood out of pine for the first time, they just got expanded into that business. You see how that goes? I, you just never know. Yeah. You just <laughs> – I yeah. love it. I love it. And that may not be true at all. I just It sounds good, though. It, it sure sounds, sounds good, I, yeah. Matt, I am well known for this. If I don't know, I will give you an answer that you will believe. Well, I think you did a good job this morning. I, I think it's a great job. Thank you. Hey, listen, I was talking to Chris Lance uh, from Extreme Sculpting. Uh, we've seen him on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. He shared a whole bunch of stuff on there. And that, that, that guy can, I'm telling you what, he could do some. It's amazing. He yeah. can do some good work. I talked to him, and it's an amazing story. If you're just tuning in and you missed it, we'll put it all up on the podcast. But he, he told me, he said, you know, I, I, this is what I wanted to do. Uh, I felt called to do it. And he has an amazing story of how he came to Christ and how he, uh, and just how wow. he, how he got into this. It's an amazing story. So, uh, glad, glad to have well, him on this sure morning. Listen. Yeah. yeah. Listen to too. I'm but I couldn't, you know, he does those little bears and I couldn't help but think, I wonder if he could do uh, a brother Wade Peebles out of a tree. <laughs> what kind of, yeah. Out of an old, uh, old heart long leaf pine. That was well, I don't know. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a sweet gum even no they'd probably be a you know uh, <laughs> i was just I was trying to think of the appropriate I, just, I can 
I can and I'm hear not going to say the one that came to mind. I'm not gonna... <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting. I my neighbor, yeah. my neighbor, you know, my neighbor hates a sweet gum tree. He hates it more than anything. Oh yeah, well, oh, yeah. he just well, hates sweet gum it. trees. A wonderful tree if it didn't have those uh, balls you know, yeah. birds or something. Yeah. Those are like the if Legos of nature, aren't they? They, they are. You walk barefoot. Barefoot. Oh, that, you know. Barefoot is no such word in Georgia. Barefoot is barefooted. Barefooted. And if you walk barefooted in Georgia, and you're gonna step on a on a sweet gum ball, and you will say an ugly word. You will. It's automatic. Well, I think it's I think it's great Never that uh, I think it's great that we were able to get uh, Chris on, and uh, nonetheless, but I would like to see. I wonder if he could do that. I wonder if he could carve a, a Wade Peebles up. Just you think can, what he would charge for that, though. I know, golly. I mean, and no, who could afford such a magnificent? Uh, <laughs> <sculpture>? <laughs> it's like the statue of David. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody'd come along. <laughs> come on down to Garfield, yeah. Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, now I, I could have some uh, draws on it, as they say, all in this culture. Can I? I mean, I don't have to be in my all together. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. 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 I can. Uh, I can be fully. Uh, attired all right overalls and such. okay yeah and a straw hat and overall yeah all right i read this yeah. in the, the other day i read this in the market bulletin and i wanted to get your opinion on this we're going to talk about something that's very very controversial here collards cooking collards there's two ways according according to to this article here yeah. on georgia cooking uh this one calls that you wash them uh, you add about an eighth cup of salt in a big stock pot, and you let them boil for an hour. Now, this other one, this other one, the the, the this this one calls for preheating an oven to three fifty and heat that Dutch oven over medium heat, uh, and then you you put them in bacon, bacon grease, and uh, you 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 let them you let them cook down that way. So boiled or baked, I guess is is the difference between these. I didn't know you could bake a collard like that. Well, it doesn't matter. If you're going to throw them in the trash, what you do with them first anyway? <laughs> See, I was... <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. Well, so what What are you What are you making? I'm not a collard. I don't eat collard. I, that's the one thing. I like I, them. I'll eat, I'll eat the other greens, but I'm... Listen, um, yeah, collards are just not... My parents love them. My, my family, everybody, you know, I, I you know, they take my... my uh, southern card away but uh yeah i'm not a collard eater so i don't care if you bake them or boil them before you throw them away it don't matter that's either one fine with me well i like them but no i I honestly man i had never heard of baking well i hadn't either in baking them in in in, this says it's uh it's eight slices of thick cut bacon dried uh 14 cups chopped collard greens stems removed that's the bitter part um, one and a half cups diced onions, three tablespoons of minced garlic, three cups grated cheddar cheese. Uh, one and now, a half cups. This is not a southern. This is not a traditional. Oh, now come on, Hank. It's it, it's in the market bulletin. It can't get it's, more well, southern it, than that. Yeah, it, uh, listen, Yankees are free to uh, to uh, put things in the market bulletin. It's like everything else. It's come into a crate. It is. Well, this is like a know. collard. This is a collard dip. Is what it is what it boils into. Collard dip. dip. Like a, yeah, Parmesan now, cheese. My friend Jerry Green. Jerry Green. If it's got bacon, it, Jerry would probably eat it. Our friend Jerry Green. But uh, this looks good. Dip. You would you would serve it on chips, that kind of stuff. So yeah. I should have I should have specified. I was trying to trick you up here, but a cup of mayonnaise, yeah, is, yeah. cream cheese, sour cream goes in, and some hot sauce. There you go. You know what I love about this paper? Well, that's like Matt. Matt, look, it's just like just 
make that without the collards, and I that sounds very good. <laughs> then you if, I, if you'll make up some and bring it by, I'll eat it. Just leave good. out the collards. Leave I, out the collards. I was I was I was thumbing through this thing again this morning. I left it in the studio this morning so I could read it again. Market Bulls is fantastic. It is. It is. We got to have them on again. I've been reading it for for every ever since we got here. The but. thing about the about the collards reminds me of that old recipe about the cooking a, a carp fish on an oak board. You ever seen that? Oh yeah, you, yeah. Where you put it on there and you cover it you put the carpet right. on the oak board and you you put you know chop up apple slices and peaches and you put grapes on there and bacon and onions and shallots it's a it's the cheese board but with fish it, it, it's, it's a charcuterie yes oh, you, you do that and Say, you put it all in charcuterie a charcuterie and i'll say it again <laughs> by god i'm not afraid to i said it and <laughs> yeah you put it on one of those all things that, you put it on that oak board and you cook it in the oven for like three hours and then you rake all that off and throw it away and eat the board there you go you <laughs> there carp. you go you can't eat carp well no, i thought it no, was interesting that's what you do. it's just a carp flavored board yeah board really just good. eat the wood but you'd be better off that's what the you wood. do with the. you just make all that dip and you throw the collards away before you start and uh well this is interesting well, jay jones you don't have some with you can put the collars to the side and go ahead and make the dip and then throw them away afterwards as long as they don't touch any of the ingredients. Here's what Jay Jones says. He this is a is there more of a there's there cannot be a more southern headline than this. It's good to grow. It's the article Good to Grow. It says nothing says Southern like a mess of homegrown collards. That's the headline in the market now, well, bulletin. You don't remember collard stalks. I remember collard stalks out in the country. People had to look like palm trees. It would break the leaves off and it would keep growing up. It would grow way up and it, it, it would look like a, a palm tree. I mean, really, it was huge. And, uh, but, yeah, it, and it used to, who was talking to me about it? Oh, Tom Kersey. Yesterday I was talking to Tom about, my buddy Tom about, I'm passing this house right now. In fact, I'm blowing the horn. Hey, Tom, here in Brooklyn, Georgia. Uh, Tom was, uh, Talking about collards that that, that you know, he made the point that old time collards you had to wait till first frost before you could cook them, and now these modern varieties you can do them anytime. And I don't know if that's an advance or we're going backwards, a retrograde movement or or an advance. You know, to use a military term there, some quasi military term, but yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. It, when it gets to be where we could eat more collards, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I guess if you like collards, it's good. You know, yeah, it's like Conway Twitty coming out with a new album. You know something to me that's you know <laughs> you're listen people people need to know something about you with conway you really do enjoy conway twitty you have a a deep love affair with conway twitty in fact you i've seen the pictures you used to have conway twitty hair the big old pompadour blow dried back but i had it before conway did he copied me and you used to walk up and call those girls at night, and you'd say, hello, say hello, darling. darling. Hello, hello, darling. Yeah, he stole everything. Yeah. He just... A long time. Yeah, oh, I did that. Goodness See, gracious. he stole all my moves, my hair, everything. That's why I really don't like Conway. Yeah. Yeah, but you got over it. You got over it. If you, if you ever get a dog, you know, I'm just... I'm just going to throw that out there. You know. What, if I ever get a dog? If you ever get a dog, you ought to name it Loretta. If it's a girl uh, dog, but uh, anyway, if I get a girl dog, I'm gonna name it Conway. <laughs> if you get a boy dog, you're gonna name it Conway too. So I am. If I <laughs> the next dog I get will be named Conway. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Listen, 
I always love having you on. What what are we going to do next week? Next week's an odd week. I have got to go. I cannot believe I'm even going to have to admit this on the air. I've got to go to Las Vegas next week, and I'm not. I'm not looking forward to it. I've got to leave well, the Peach I love State. Going to, I haven't been to Vegas since 2006, but we used to go there for a week or so every year. Well, and I love it. I mean, I'm good for about a day and a half. No, we've got a big convention out there that I've got to go to. I got to go out there to our annual air show convention uh, because oh, yeah. something's got to pay the bills, you know. So, so I got to go out there. We're going to do the show. We're going to have. Well, the yeah, show. we're going to have the show. We're going to have the show. We'll do it live from wherever I'm at at the moment. But uh, yeah, we're going to okay. have the show, and uh, we're going to do it up next week. But uh, we got it's. We're moving on into Christmas, and you know, one of the things I'd I'd love to have on, and I don't know, do we have any Christmas tree farmers? I'm sure we do. I, I don't know anymore. That's kind of, kind of a dwindling away thing. I think that, you know, the, the imitation, uh, you know, the artificial tree market is uh, pretty much killed the live tree, but uh, there's still some around. We'll see if we'll, we'll put that on Georgia Focal Farm Live. Yeah. We'll ask that question. Well, there's a guy named Kevin Martin who's not far from here over in Sonoya, uh, but he he has a big place down there, and I understand he's even supplying trees. Uh, to the Atlanta State Farmers Market this year, but you know, it, you you talk about it, everybody thinks it'd be kind of a fun. I looked into it. I thought, well, that'd be kind of neat. Grow some Christmas trees out here. A lot of uh, work. It's a lot of work. I mean, it, those things are. I wouldn't want anybody to cut it down after I grew. Them. No, you have to shape them for. You have to you have to tend them lovingly to get them to look yeah. like anything. If I had listen, if I had a Christmas tree farm. This, the other day I posted that this year the fad is it's faddish to have ugly, odd, and strange-looking Christmas trees. That's the kind of Christmas tree farm I would have, Wade's ugly, strange, and odd Christmas tree farm. Because I'd let nature take its course, and I would have some lumpy, ugly ones, and I'd probably get a premium price for them. Lumpy, ugly Christmas tree. you got to have the thin, lumpy, wispy ones now. The thin and wispy is what has been is what I've seen a yeah. lot of. The Charlie yeah. Brown Christmas trees, that's what everybody wants this year. So yeah, well, I, I could uh, I could do that too. I think I I bet it's yeah. If it yeah, I could I could get some defective. I could grow some really defective Christmas trees. And, <laughs> and have... Get it going. Listen, if you want Ways to call in Christmas tree farm, if you want yes. to call in this morning, you can do it. We've got the phone lines open this morning, but also a lot of you have been writing in. I wanted to get I wanted to read a few of these here. Uh, Cindy wrote in. I don't know where Cindy lives. She didn't say, but she just wrote in. She was said. She said, "I love collards." Uh, y'all quit talking bad about collards um and she says but i like to boil them and i she said i'm afraid to admit what the secret ingredients is but if the pig was still alive it certainly would squeal when i drop these in goodness cindy well there you go wow that sounds like make you want, yeah uh-huh go there yeah yeah cindy wow. good imagination she might be related to lester Rollbottoms. i'm just saying could be yeah uh, sounds like it let me read this one read here that girl uh larry wrote in larry i think larry lives over in alabama yeah he's he's listening to us in oxford alabama you know where that's, that's and we just love over the border. non-georgia people we love alabama people yes oxford, absolutely yes. that's just right over the border he he comes over here i bet in shops he said hey bought some uh, bought some winter collards the other day at the pig at the piggly wiggly i'm guessing uh yeah and they they actually tasted really good i've never tried baking in bacon grease but how bad can it be larry thanks for writing it uh we got we got a few more here coming through and uh, this one's about a business uh let's see yeah we got that one out on the newsletter the other day did you see the newsletter the newsletter went out yesterday it goes out at two o'clock you didn't read it did you you i i I had a tell-all in there about you 
uh, in a big article. Oh, really? About, yeah, big article. That, did, that was a brief, a brief uh, one paragraph. It was, very, <laughs> it was very quick, very, very quick. <laughs> no, but I, we had a few businesses. Rave Review Clothing over in Douglasville, uh, Georgia. Uh, Taylor made alterations in Waycross. Of course, we talked earlier this morning with uh, Chris Lance from Extreme Sculpting there in uh, Mount Airy, Georgia. I couldn't find a website for these folks, but they're in Harlem, Georgia, K&K Ceramics. Uh, they do great work. And, you know, most of the folks that I've talked to, they've all said, they said, well, you know, look, Christmas orders, we're just, we just can't hardly get anymore. Uh, Majestic Frames down there in Warner Robins. They, Glenn Parker. Is that the one that uh, Harvey dealt with? I don't know, but Glenn, Glenn, I don't know if Harvey's dealt with my buddy Glenn, but Glenn Parker down there. If you have the need for an heirloom shadow box, Glenn is the guy. Now, he does a lot of military stuff down there on the base uh, and for museums. He has stuff hanging up in the Pentagon. I've seen it myself. Wow. Glenn is just phenomenal. Uh, his buddy, Mark Turcott, does a lot of the custom woodwork. Mark's got, uh, it used to have Imperial Pinworks. Now he calls it Precision Wood, uh, and he's got a good one. i got to talk to him. Uh, we got to get those guys on. But the one I wanted well, to tell Georgia, you about. Georgia businesses are, we've got some incredible people. We do. We do. And we want to make sure we shop Georgia this That's Christmas. Right. That's right. That's right. the biggest thing. What do you want to tell me about? Frank Allen Rogers. I want to have Frank on the Georgia Folk and Farm Life show. Uh, Frank is an author. He's one of the one of uh, the finest Western writers that we have in Georgia. He, 30 years from now, people will be reading his stuff. He has a right. book out, uh, Upon a Crazy Horse, that I know you would love. Uh, his other book that he just released is called Glitter on the Rocks. Uh, it's kind of a rodeo romance, Wade. You'd probably like it, but it's good stuff. I would like that. It's good stuff, and and Frank Allen Rogers, a Georgia writer, uh, just all-around great guy, uh, he's up there. And, you know, books make great stocking stuffers. Oh, yeah. Um, my buddy uh, Ralph Chapman, uh, in case Ralph listened, hello, Ralph, but he gave me some uh, other things, a box of the books, and we just went through them the other day. And uh, and I found a copy of I found some great books in there and I love getting boxes of books like that because you never know what's in there but a lamb in his bosom is in there and I've had so many people tell me that I need to read that so I got that out and I set it aside I'm gonna read that but yeah I'll get those books too the uh, the ones yeah once upon a upon a crazy horse is really good I got to have Frank on Frank's a Frank's a friend and I need to have him on but I'm telling you uh, westerns are hard to write and uh, they're they're especially hard to write because there's been so many great ones. Uh, right. But Frank, Frank does an outstanding job and makes it very relatable. Uh, he's just a great guy and a great writer. I, I, I enjoy his work so that much. Would be, that would be great. Yes, we'll do, we'll that. do that. All right, brother I Wade. Enjoy, I enjoy writing, but I couldn't write a Western. I couldn't write a mystery. You know, they always say write about what you know, and, and uh, writing about what you don't know is hard to do. It takes an excellent writer to write a genre that's uh, a little bit foreign to his upbringing. There you go. There you go. Well, All you right. you write it's a fine romance, yes, sir. Well, thank you. And listen, check All out right. the podcast from last night if you all haven't already. Wade, we'll talk real soon. Be, be safe out there all on right. the road. Uh, listen, if, if you haven't already seen the podcast or, or, or listened to it, you can do that. We also have it up on YouTube. Uh, YouTube is our uh, our new friend. So if you want to if you want to play the podcast on YouTube, you can do it there. You can play it on GeorgiaRadio.com. Even on Facebook now, Facebook has a feature where you can listen. To our podcast feed lots of ways to listen thank you so much for being here i gotta get out of here we got uh gotta switch gears here and start playing music for you here i got some good ones coming up listen request line is open 
you want to send me a request, uh, send it via instant message on Facebook. That's the fastest way to get it in. They're already piling in. But we got a few more slots, so send them on over. Matt Jolly here with you till 2 o'clock today. We're going to cut loose here, though, from neighbor to neighbor and get on with it. By the way, big thank you to our friends over there in Marietta. They have done an outstanding job putting together our uh, our news program and super, super happy to have Georgia Radio News now at the top of the hour. News from right here at home, statewide news, news that you need, news that you want to hear. You can catch it at the top of the hour here on Georgia Radio. I'll be right back with you. We're going to start playing some music. Y'all, uh, y'all hold on for a few minutes and uh, we're going to get that spooled up here all the way till two o'clock today with you. That's it for Neighbor to Neighbor. We'll talk again next week. So long for now, everybody. Georgia Radio. On your phone. In your home. Everywhere you go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.